From Happy Cat Studios in beautiful Home Place, Indiana, it's Rick's Rambles for the week of August 2nd, 2021. Can you believe it's August already? Let's get right into the fun facts for the day. Fun facts. Today's fun facts are all about a place near and dear to my heart, Muncie, Indiana. So here we go, 10 fun facts about Muncie, Indiana. Number one, Bob Ross painted here. And if you've listened to my podcast for any time, you heard my segment about Bob Ross. Famed painter Bob Ross filmed his weekly half-hour The Joy of Painting show at TV station WIPB in Muncie from 1984 until the show ended in 1994. The show still airs today in syndication on PBS stations throughout the country more than 20 years after Ross died at the age of 52 in 1995. And a bonus fun fact, I actually did some work for WIPB and got to know Bob while I was working there. Number two, did you know Muncie was part of the National Football League? Well, it sure was. Muncie was one of 11 charter members of the National Football League that formed in 1905. The Muncie Flyers played in the NFL for 20 years before they went bankrupt after the 1925 season. Number three, nicknamed Little Chicago. That's right, Muncie gained the nickname Little Chicago during the Prohibition era of the 1920s because gambling prostitution, and bootleg liquor were big industries in the city. In addition, gangster John Dillinger often used Muncie as a hideout whenever things got too heated in Chicago. Next up, famed talk show host David Letterman attended Ball State University in Muncie. Late-night talk show host legend David Letterman began his entertainment career in Muncie when he attended Ball State University from 1965 to 1969. He hosted an on-campus radio show on WBST called Make It or Break It in 1965, but that rock and roll radio gig only lasted a week. That's right, just one week. He was playing the worst songs he could find and concocted fake news stories. Today, gracing the Ball State campus is the David Letterman Communication and Media Building. You car aficionados, Cat Church, I'm talking to you, the Muncie Four Speed. General Motors outfitted many of their muscle cars from 1963 to 1975 with a hopped-up transmission called the Muncie 4-Speed, named for the manufacturing plant in Muncie where it was created. The Muncie 4-Speed became legendary and went into cars like Chevy Corvettes, Camaros, Pontiac Firebirds, and Trans Ams. Up next, Muncie, well, sometimes called the glass capital of the world, the well-known Ball Corporation. That produces glass jars and lids for home canning began its long history in Muncie, starting its operation in 1889. Today, the company is headquartered in Broomfield, Connecticut. And later on this week, we actually, Holly and I, are going to be playing music in one of the Ball family homes for an event. Up next, did you know Muncie has a Garfield connection? Jim Davis, cartoonist and creator of the comic strip Garfield, was born in Marion in 1945 and then joined the faculty of Ball State University in 2016 as an adjunct professor. Odd fact, his first wife, Carolyn, was allergic to cats. Number three, a famous art museum is in Muncie, Indiana. The David Ousley Museum of Art has 11,000 works on display in the Fine Arts Building on the Ball State University campus. Two of the more famous paintings are Mao by Andy Warhol and Pregnant Woman by Edgar Degas. 
The Ark of Indiana is up next, an organization that empowers people with developmental disabilities. The Ark of Indiana contracted the construction of the Courtyard Hotel at the Horizon Convention Center so people with a wide range of disabilities could fill 20% of those jobs. Our good friend Richard Propes has been involved with them for a number of years, and Holly and I have got to attend and play for some events there. And up number 10, Zhuji City in China. Muncie has an international sister city, Zhuji City, in the People's Republic of China, and several t- trips have occurred from officials from both cities for the purpose of furthering business partnerships and developing international tourism ties. And there you have it, fun facts today about Muncie, Indiana. This week's good news story is all about a cat named Truffles. Meet Truffles, the special kitty who wears glasses to help kids feel better about wearing theirs. Nearly four years ago, Danielle Kroll rescued a stray abandoned kitten from a forest in Pennsylvania. Now, that spunky kitty is changing hundreds of lives by helping children with eye problems feel more confident about wearing glasses and eye patches. Truffles, who is now famous for her glamorous glasses, which range from sparkling purple ones to her favorite green pair, works alongside her human mom, an optician. Kroll runs her own practice, a child's eyes, in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, where her primary focus is infants, toddlers, and children in elementary school. So, so Marin, a patient with amblyopia, and truffles wear matching eye patches when kids come in. Many with severe eye problems that require multiple surgeries, medications, and treatments and are often rightly terrified by anything coming near their eyes. That's when Truffles the cat comes to the rescue. She is literally magical with the little kids, Kroll told us. It takes me at least half an hour to try and get them to know that I'm not someone to be afraid of, and then Truffles will come strutting out from the back room as if she knows exactly when I need her help. Truffles hops right up next to the child and tilts her head so that Kroll can put a pair of glasses on her. The mood changes instantly, says Kroll. Tears turn into smiles, and suddenly those glasses don't look so scary anymore. This story happens over and over A little one is crying and screaming, and I can't put glasses on her, and then truffles come bouncing out, and I put glasses on her, and immediately the child stops crying and starts laughing and puts their own glasses on. It has happened countless times, and it's just as sweet and touching every single time. Wearing glasses is one of truffles' favorite things to do. She often falls asleep wearing them and refuses to let Kroll take them off. Every day, according to Kroll, Truffles chooses from one of her nearly 20 pairs of unique glasses and prances happily around them in the office. Well, if she had thumbs, she would do it herself, and she actually loves it. She can take them off whenever she wants, but she seldom wants to take them off. For many people, Truffles might seem like nothing more than an adorable kitty who doesn't mind the occasional accessory. But she is everything to the children and parents whose lives she has impacted. One of those kids is Joella Migliori, a five-year-old born with three genetic abnormalities, including iris atrophy. When someone is born missing multiple layers of their iris, that results in significant changes to their vision. Joella went through 15 surgeries before she was six months old. 
When she was one, she visited Carl's office and met Truffles, who became one of her best friends and biggest supporters. Carl said, you know those videos of children having hearing aids and hearing for the first time? Well, that's the experience Danielle and Truffles gave us. When Joella was really able to see for the first time, the first thing she saw was the kitty, and it literally changed her life. For four years, Joella has visited Truffles regularly whenever she needs new glasses or adjustments. Every time, Truffles comes out in her glasses to play with her. It was never scary for her to go in the office because Truffles would be there, Migliori said. Joella has had multiple ouchie appointments, which is what we call them now, and she doesn't ever want to go. But visiting Truffles is the one single appointment we can go to where she doesn't have any anxiety. But that's not the only way Truffles has helped Joella. This sweet feline has launched a fundraiser for the Children's Miracle Network, which helps fund treatment for millions of children across the country. One of those hospitals is Penn State Health Children's Hospital, where Joella was born fighting for her life. They're like family at this point, Migliori said. They are fundraising for their community, and that's really special because they don't have to do that. They don't just do their job and quit. They care about the kids. They care about the community, and this means a lot to parents like me. Amblyopia, which is also known as lazy eye, is a childhood disorder where nerve pathways between the brain and an eye are not properly stimulated, so the brain favors one eye. The best way to treat it is temporarily wearing an eye patch over the strong eye to help strengthen the weak eye. Wearing an eye patch is not easy for kids, Kroll said. It's one thing to wear glasses, but eye patches are a completely different thing. It's more worry, more fear, more anxiety, more confusion. Having the confidence to wear an eye patch is not an easy challenge for children to face. But Truffles is committed to making sure kids feel confident enough to wear them. To do that, Truffles wears her own eye patch over one of her many pairs of glasses. Since doing so, hundreds of parents of children with amblyopia have reached out to Truffles on Instagram, where you can find her, with emotional words of gratitude. One of these young children is Annie, a young girl who regularly messages Truffles to speak to her about what she feels like when she has to wear an eye patch. Truffles wearing a patch is a very big deal. It makes kids feel more confident about wearing their own patches, and that's something I'm very passionate about. This cat makes a real impact in children's lives every day. Courtesy of CNN, there you have it, today's feel-good story. I so appreciate you listening to this podcast, and if you'd like to support it, today I have three ways you can do that. Number one, wherever you listen to it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, go and leave a review about the podcast. That really helps with visibility. Number two, you can share it on your social media. That is always appreciated. And number three, if you're so moved, you can buy me a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Rick Garrett. And I would appreciate that so much. I was talking with some friends on Twitter this week about some TV shows for the secondary char character. The sidekick actually was perhaps a better character than the main character or became more popular. So I put together a list of a few of those that are my favorites. We actually were talking about the Frasier show. What a great show. I love Frasier. I think it's so well written. But after about three seasons, it essentially became the Nile show. 
and the rest of the series was more about Niall's relationship with Daphne than it was about Fraser. So let's look at a few of these. So Al Borland from Home Improvement. Who can forget? I don't think so, Tim. Uh, Richard Carn played that part to a T. And here is Tim, this brash, uh, ne'er-do-well, uh, spur-of-the-moment kind of guy. And Al was the voice of reason in that show. Tim, <laughs> I think Al was around just so Tim would not hurt himself. And in later seasons, it kind of became the Al Borland show. Ed Norton from The Honeymooners. Who can forget The Honeymooners? What a great, groundbreaking sitcom that was. So Jackie Gleason, of course, played Ralph Cramden, and he was, again, again brash and loud and kind of bullyish. Ed was kind of a goofball, but he was the voice of reason and added so much to that show. The Office is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and the character that is secondary, but really the show seems to be more about, is Dwight Schrute. If you follow that show, sure, Michael and all the rest get lots and lots of airtime, but it's usually centered around something that Dwight is doing or getting ready to do. What I would like to do know is, have you ever worked with a Dwight Schrute? <laughs> I would like to know about that. You know, one of my favorite TV shows is the Mary Tyler Moore Show. I love that show. Everything about it is just perfect. It's got a great ensemble cast. The writing is spot on. The acting is amazing. And Rhoda Morgenstern played such a huge part in that show. Rhoda was like every girl. Mary was perfect, right? A single girl making a big success against all odds, but Rhoda was always struggling. She was kind of brash. She was kind of sarcastic, but she was the one that everybody went to with their problems. Rhoda Morgenstern. So, so good. Well, Seinfeld has two of those characters, I believe. George Costanza. What a great character that was. And I read an article that says, why George was actually Seinfeld's main character. And in part, it says, when Jerry has a problem, he can compare himself to his short, stocky, slow-witted, bald friend and realize his life is much better. Nothing is as bad as the events in George's life. George helps Jerry, even if he didn't realize it. Number three, well, I'm not really counting these out, so disregard the numbers there. Fonzie from Happy Days. You know, the show was not about Fonzie originally, and most people thought he was going to be written out after the first season. But he became the main focus of just about all the following seasons. Barney Fife, The Andy Griffith Show. Where would The Andy Griffith Show be without Barney Fife? Andy was the main character. There is no doubt about that. But as a sidekick, Barney Fife stole the show. I believe he is one of the best comedic actors that has ever lived his facial expressions his body mannerisms everything just perfect so there you have it a few shows where the sidekick was important and as good as the main character and here we go our special days for this week the week of august 2nd 2021 today monday august 2nd is national ice cream sandwich day i love an ice cream sandwich and it's also National Coloring Book Day. Now, I'm curious, have you tried one of those adult coloring books? I see those in stores. I've thought about trying that myself. What was your experience like? Tuesday the 3rd is National Watermelon Day. Wednesday, August the 4th, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, by far my favorite cookie of all time. And National White Wine Day. 
Thursday, August the 5th, National IPA Day for all of you beer drinkers out there. And it's also National Oyster Day. Friday, August the 6th, International Beer Day. Not National Beer Day, but International Beer Day. And National Root Beer Float Day. Saturday, August the 7th is National Disc Golf Day and National Jamaican Patty Day. Sunday, August the 8th, International Cat Day. We will certainly be celebrating that. And National Frozen Custard Day. There you have it. Special days for this week. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Rick's Rambles Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would like you to take a moment and share this podcast wherever you are on social media. I would appreciate that a lot. And until next week, be kind to as many people as you can, as often as you can. We'll start right now, and we'll make the world a better place.